0: The name cuz you took yourself from squall up straight master academics cuz your great say you will star up straight master instagram cuz you can instigate a follower look at all these slaves, masters posing on your dollar look at all these slaves masters posing on your dollar. look at all these slaves masters posing on your dollar
1: look at all these slaves welcome back to the record room I'm Josh and I'm Owen. Hello. 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 Hello.
0: Hello. <laughs> and we're the nerds that like to read the liner notes. Yes, we are, sir. I wow. was reading some liner notes just this just yesterday. Really? Yes. It, that, that Black Pumas uh, vinyl that I got—that's the—that's the deluxe edition. Had some uh, figuring liner notes. I recently
1: purchased that album as well. The deluxe edition?
0: Uh, is it the one with the with the forty five?
1: No, I I got the like the CD. I'm still stuck. Oh, okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Um, and I gotta say, I, they've been hyped too much for my taste. I'm afraid. What? Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying really hard. There are elements I love, like yeah, but man, I can't. I just can't get into it. I don't know if I'm missing
0: something or you're, you're, you're clearly missing something obviously so i'll yeah. have to go back for a second listen i will tell you this and this maybe this will hearten you sir it, it ages like wine so it, it the the more you listen to it the better it gets i'm on probably the fourth listen front to back and it just keeps getting better all right so
1: all right we'll we'll check that out um you know another since we're talking about albums that we've listened to recently that aren't going to be reviewed. Um, I have to admit that I, uh, I, I was going to do the Lake street dive album, the new one called obviously. And there's something about that band. Like they're musically talented. And I know this and I've seen like, if you go looking, I believe there's a, uh, there's a lecture by them, the entire band uh, from like the Berkeley school of music and yeah they're
0: they're art school kids
1: yeah it's really really great i short of like songs like call off your dogs i'm just not
0: feeling it dude so good kisser good kisser is such a freaking great song
1: yeah good kisser but but they're they short of like maybe their first album i don't feel like they've put out a whole album where i'm like oh it's amazing
0: right you know i gotcha. anyways oh and how are you man i'm doing really well it's been a really good weekend yeah i had some uh little fort worth uh little uh reference here i went and had some biscuits this morning at the hot box biscuit company oh. best biscuits in the history of the universe
1: so my wife used to work with uh, the chef there oh wow that's yeah. Really cool yeah uh, you know Shout out!
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shout out! So
1: good. Hey, it's that time again, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're gonna do latest listens, but let me give you the rundown of the show.
0: Oh, hey, and hey before case... we did that, we do that too, Josh. I just want to mention that the the intro track was uh, it was yes. the the, the uh, latest release from Run the Jewels, and it's uh, actually a remix. It's just, but it's got Pharrell Williams and Zach de la Rocha on it as well. So. I thought I heard Zach there at the end. Right there at the end, yeah. Yeah. Okay, sorry to interrupt. Oh, no
1: worries, no worries. All right, so we got the latest listen. Then we're going to do album reviews because every other show now we somehow accidentally set up a pattern of album reviews. (laughs) Just looked up and was like, Owen was like, yeah, this one is the album review show, right? I go, oh, yeah, we do that so like we're uh, we're doing two album reviews that uh are i think both great they're both really good it's gonna be a lot of fun to talk about them then we've got our top three fake bands top three fake
0: bands that was a really tough assignment because here's the thing this was it wasn't the type of assignment that i loved as an english teacher because it was vague yes but i struggled with it because it was vague
1: Aren't those the best assignments though? Like when yeah. you give it to them and they have all these questions and you just sit there going like there's a reason you.
0: I didn't put that in there. You I want you to just do what you want here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Freelance. Let me see what do what you can. Uh so, without further ado, let's get to the latest and Who's going first? Who's going first? I went first last time, I think. Didn't you? I think Oh, did you it's go first me. last time?
1: No, I'm just saying I'm going first.
0: Oh, yeah, dude, go first. Yeah, Absolutely. It's me.
1: All right, so um, I'm doing a little bit of uh, cleaning up here, I guess. Uh, Call it pandemic audio cleaning, whatever you want to call it. Uh, You know, I think all of us had music that we listened to when the lockdown started to just get us through the original, like to just get us through all of it. And um, I was really excited because everything shut down. This band was like, now I'm going to go ahead and we're going to go ahead and put out the album. You need to hear it. And I was like, Oh goodness. Thank, thank you. That's what I hoped every band was going to do in this situation. We're going to leave the release dates as is, because we can put it out directly to Spotify and everything, but no, not everybody did that, but this band did. And uh, they're called circle waves and they're out of Liverpool, England. And a bunch of young boys that can play rock and roll really well. And um, this is their fourth or fifth, hang on, this is their fourth album, I think. And uh, it's, it's really, really awesome. It's called Sad Happy, and there's not a bad track on it. But this was the lead single, and believe you me, in a time that was absolutely gloomy, to have a track like this drop, it, it just, it made me feel a whole lot better. <laughs> Because me and my four-year-old, we danced this song like crazy. We had a blast with this one. So this is called Jacqueline. It's hard to make sense out of the movie when you're in the star in the
0: role. Jacqueline, Jacqueline,
1: oh. So that is Jacqueline or Jacqueline or Jacqueline. I don't know. I'm Texan. So it's going to be whatever it is. And, uh, <laughs> And that's the Circa Waves. And I just love that album. That album's great. If you even barely like that song, you should go hear the rest of the album. It's just just really, really good. Um, In fact, that album came out around the time me and Owen started becoming good buddies. And uh, he listened to it. We were trading music back and forth to get us through days of just staring at the computer. So... (laughs) It was uh, it was a fun time. Uh, what do you what do you think of that album and that track? I
0: I really really like it. It's um it's reminiscent of other kind of indie pop and it kind of opens me up to the idea of indie pop. Um, so I mean I come from kind of classical rock and country roots and so but I love that kind of music as well because it kind of reminds me. It's if. Paul Simon's Graceland had an edge to it. Correct. That's what this band would sound like, which yeah. I really like. So, I mean, I I feel like it serves the Paul Simony, folky in me, but then also it's a little bit of rock too. So, I kind of dig it. No, I, I I'm into it, man. Yeah, man, it's a good one. So, Owen, what's your latest listen? Man, okay, so this is this is not a new song at all. Um in fact this band is not even on, together anymore. Um the the lead singer this I'm just going to tell you it, so this is for our listeners in Canada especially uh this is like Canada's band. Um this is uh the Tragically Hip and uh, I got into the Tragically Hip in the 90s when I was in college. Um and this track has been just It's just invading my headspace as of late. But it always has, ever since it came out. Um, And the lead singer died. He had a a super aggressive and non-operable form of brain cancer. And so uh, he just really had to kind of wait it out. And when he died, Canada kind of declared a national day of mourning, which I think tells you how big they were. It's kind of a bummer that they never got so big here, but... That's also kind of cool, because they get to kind of be my band. But this song, uh, it's called Nautical Disaster. Had you ever heard it before, Josh? Um, I have never heard it before, no. Okay, excellent. Yeah. So it came out in, I believe it was the late 90s. I need to look it up again. But it's its uh, based, so the, the, the disaster, the nautical disaster part of it, is based on the uh, sinking of the Bismarck but what he does is he takes it he applies the sinking of the bismarck as a metaphor for a a relationship that's breaking up which i think is so genius but i'm gonna go ahead and roll it this dream where I relished the fray, and the screaming filled my head all day.
1: It was as though
0: I'd been spit here, settled in, into the pocket. Of a lighthouse on some rocky socket off the coast of France, but the new for So yeah, so that's the Tragically Hip. One of the things I think you would notice is that song has no chorus at all, which is really kind of interesting. And it took me, it was probably a year of listening to it before I kind of figured out it. I had to unpack the lyrics. Gordon Downey is like a poet level lyricist, but it's a really, really great song and I have not stopped listening to it the last week and a half. It's just so good. What do you think?
1: That's pretty cool. Like, I could really pick up on the 90s vibes of it. Like, it felt like college radio rock. Definitely. In the, in the 90s. But it also, um, to speak to what you said earlier about it not having a chorus, I can tell you to write a song without a chorus is hard. Right. Yeah. Like, it's hard to write a chorus by itself sometimes, but that takes talent, especially if you can keep the listener in especially yeah. when there's like a rule going out there that i've said before on the show like don't bore us, get to the chorus like that's out there yeah so to ignore that and and just kind of do your own thing but somehow still engage the listener that's that's impressive
0: oh i think it's i think you're right i think even though we don't maybe Know that it's a model it's a comforting model and I think that's one of the reasons why it appeals to us because as humans we're comfort seeking entities and so that chorus is kind of it's almost a return to home feeling to us so yeah so it it does make you feel something when there's no chorus it's like there's something missing which I think is cool I think good literature does that yes yes it can (laughs)
1: Well, it's time for our new segment that we've thrown together. Uh, it is called Territory Shoutout, and with Owen and Josh.
0: Territory shoutouts, yeah.
1: So this, so, this. Oh, sorry. No, this, go ahead. This, this segment basically is just us acknowledging uh, those territories slash states slash other countries that are listening to us. And uh, basically just a little way to say thank you instead of me saying, oh, man, thank you so much every episode. This is kind of our way to be like, hey, hey, yeah, thank you so much over there. Thank you there. So um, I'm going to hand it over to Owen, who's got the list.
0: Yeah, so I've got the stats pulled up right now in our Podbean account, Podbean we use for our po- our hosting Um, But it also sends us out to stuff like Apple Music and Google Podcasts and things like that. Um, And this has only been the last week. Uh, So uh, 29 listens were up in the U.S. Uh, If we unpack that, we picked up a couple of new states. Of course, the lion's share of our listeners are from Texas. Uh, We had three listeners in Florida. Uh, We picked up Michigan. So way to go, Michiganders. Yes, Uh, the Wolverines. Yes, Go Wolverines. And which is also one of my very favorite 80s movies. So <laughs>
1: There you go.
0: <laughs> Red I'm not Dawn. sure that we had listeners in Arkansas and Tennessee, but we have listeners in Arkansas and Tennessee now. It's like we have the entire SEC conference covered now. Nice. So, which is kind of cool. Now the biggest news is that we picked up a listener in the Great White North, Canada. So, we have listeners in England, which we which were astounded by, but we picked up listeners in Canada, Ontario specifically. So, shout out to you, Ontarioans. Whoa,
1: are they Ontarioans? I just named them that. Oh, okay. It sounds like my name. It does sound <laughs> like your name. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, there you go. Um, just. Thank you to everyone who's listening. It's been really cool and really fun. And we're going to keep doing it because, uh, you know, this is what we like to do. So (laughs) I am really excited. Uh, We've got two cool albums, and I'm sure we've got varying opinions on them. But uh, we're going to take a look at two albums. Our first one is,
0: I guess, do you want to do Midland first? I'm happy to do Midland first. Absolutely. Okay. So, I'm a so, huge fan of Midland. Uh, Midland just put out a new album not too long ago, and it's called Sonic Ranch. And uh, one of the things that you need to realize prior to listening to it or even purchasing it is that it's almost a soundtrack recording. They had a documentary made about their formation and how they grew together as a band, and um, when I heard it, I loved it, but it also didn't sound like the big machine albums that you're used to, like with Mr. Lonely and super awesome tracks. It sounded a little more lo-fi. And so I wondered why. I, I initially thought well, maybe this is a COVID recording where they're just kind of you know hanging out in their houses. But the, the, the audio that is on there is from, actually from 2014. When they're first getting together, starting to record, and they're getting to know each other as musicians and friends. So, with that context, um, I guess I'll go ahead and play my favorite track from it. I'd only ever heard it live, um, because it's it's never been put on an album. Um, but this is a, uh, it's a trucker song, and Josh, I'm not afraid to say that I grew up in the era of the romanticized trucker. If you hadn't figured that out, man, Smokey and the Bandit was a big deal. Um, Chris Christopherson played uh, the rubber duck in Convoy. That was another one of my very favorite movies. You had the uh, Clint Eastwood, Any Which Way But Loose series. You had the TV series, BJ and the Bear. It was just a cool time to be a trucker. And there was this whole subgenre of country music that was trucker music, and uh, in fact, just this is this is one of my squirrel moments. I just saw this week, and actually I put it out on the Twitter um, John Schneider, yes, that John Schneider from the Duke Dukes of Hazard, he was beau, is putting out an album of trucker songs. And I wanted to say John, Bo, bo get out of my head. Bo, get out of my head, please. Uh but but also don't keep keep making trucker trucker songs. So here is Midland's song 14 Gears. Darling, I still hear your name Through the windshield wipers in the driving rain
1: I'll be crossing Rocky Mountains in the morning And it's one too many lonely nights When the
0: highway comes to be a way of life Seems like about the time I'm getting there I'm going Hear that Peter Bell Why? Down the solid white line Don't make no money if I don't make it there on
1: time East in Dallas and in town Line it up until I'm on Now I've got 14 gears to get you back in my arms
0: had to wait till that little guitar riff got in there before i faded that out it's just a great little 70s riff
1: yeah it's totally like fender telecaster it's got that have that
0: telecaster ring to it definitely
1: yeah i love it it. it's just dry there's no reverb there's nothing on it it's just straight
0: exactly it's so good
1: oh please don't mark that i
0: heard that and just the whole idea of hearing that Peterbilt whine, oh my gosh, it takes me back to the sultry days of my youth when I was wanting to be the snowman, running block for the bandit. It's really great. And then the whole idea of 14 gears to get you back in my arms. He's got to make his payday, but he also wants to get home to his woman. And how? Who can? who can blame him? I mean, you know, that's a pretty awesome sentiment. So... I know you had some thoughts on that track, Josh. What what are you What are you thinking? Um, that it's one of my favorite tracks on
1: the album, uh, but it's not my favorite track. Yeah. I do. I'll tell you what I do like about that track, though. My favorite track. My favorite thing from that track is the first line, the lyric, uh, "Darling, I still hear your name through the windshield wipers in the driving rain." That's solid. Like that's really really good. That hit me in the in the uh, chest heart area. So that that was pretty cool. Um, well, well, what's your overall take? Is there like another track you want to highlight, or do you want to? I us-
0: think that pretty much sets the stage. Uh, no, I there's not another track that I wanted to listen to. I know you had two that you put on there.
1: Well, I just thought there was a couple yeah
0: gotcha gotcha yeah yeah so here's no. what i'll say um go
1: for it. when i was listening to it now keep in mind so this will be funny to you uh i have heard of midland never heard midland so this is my first exposure so now that you've told me this i'm like Whoa. okay i should i should probably go back and 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 uh try and figure out what they're about a little bit more oh,
0: but um you need to write down Mister Lonely and play Mister Lonely. That should be the next thing you listen to.
1: Okay, okay. But oh the uh, but I was listening to it, and and uh, the tracks that I guess stuck out for me is, will life be as grand? And I think that one stuck out so much is because it's not the main lead singer of the band. It's uh, I think his name's Jess Carson. Uh huh. And when you hear him sing. I don't want to say that it takes the song away from country, but it definitely leads more towards an Americana, middle-of-the-road rock song, in in my opinion. Well, I um, think
0: that's one of the things that makes this album genius, because like I said, they hadn't gotten signed to Big Machine yet. So I think they probably were more free to explore the outer boundaries, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And I also like to... So sorry. No, it's fine. I I I do like this, but I do like their slicked up big machine sound too. It's just so good. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, now I got to go listen to Mr. Lonely. Yeah. Uh my
1: other favorite track and probably just my favorite track is Texas is the last stop because I'm from here i'm from texas yeah. And, yeah. And, and and you know it's funny because my wife was sitting there listening to to it with me and she goes you know it's a cheap ploy but it works
0: every time dude it does <laughs> and there, there, there that's the entire genre of texas country is based on shout outs to how much people love texas
1: and pretty much pretty yeah. much
0: pat green has made a whole career out of that no kidding <laughs>
1: no kidding
0: but i would give it i i think personally i think i would give it an eight Um, just because it widens the scope, I think, of my fandom, because I now have more of an idea about uh, them as they were forming. Um, But like you were mentioning, too, the Americana sounds that are there that aren't on the other sort of major label releases. So, um, But I, I really like it, even if it's not a typical Midland album.
1: Yeah. So for me... It's. Um, I don't want to say it doesn't move the needle, because it does. But there's almost like a background quality to it. Like, it's there to set a mood. So when you said that it was a soundtrack, it totally makes sense now. Because yeah. I, this is the kind of thing I kind of want to hear at a barbecue place. Uh, you know, hanging out with friends, drinking your adult beverage of choice, whatever that may be, and just kind of enjoying the time in the company. I, I can
0: totally see that. I can totally see that, and I don't disagree with that at all. I think yeah. it, it definitely does set a mood. It's a – what is it the kids say now? It's a vibe album. It's, yeah. It sets a vibe.
1: For sure, for sure. <laughs> so I'd probably give it a seven. I'd, okay, I'd a fair. Seven. I That's mean, it's good. pretty good. I, I mean, the it's funny because the other day I was – talking to my wife because that's who i talk to these <laughs> days um and i was like you know it's pretty cool because i'm not a big country guy but owen keeps bringing stuff in that makes me re-examine my my feelings towards the genre so the this is cool because it kind of it, it kind of lets me understand that there are different degrees of good country oh yeah so, yeah totally So I did appreciate that about it.
0: One of these days, too, and this is a little squirrel moment, too, I I would like to tell uh, the story of how I got back into country music because it's via punk. Uh, I think it would make a great story that people would listen to. So maybe one of these days I will tell that story about how I got into music or or country music.
1: Yeah, that that would be interesting. Does it have anything to do with social distortion? Uh, Yeah, it totally does. Of course it does, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, Okay, cool. Well, then let's move on to album number two. So uh, this is the one I brought to the table in lieu of me being able to really have anything to say about Lake Street Dive, I was like, I gotta find something I have, to, like even if I don't like it, I just need to have something that I can say about it because I didn't really like Lake Street Dive, but it wasn't like I vehemently don't like it. It was like it's there, it does a thing. I want, <laughs> I want to bring something in that is something, not just meh.
0: You know. Yeah, I, I, I keep waiting for Lake Street Dive to kind of realize all that awesome potential because they're all, like, phenomenally talented. But how many phenomenally talented bands have we seen that have just gotten nothing in terms of empathy or writing a cool song or, you know, it's amazing. And then you have bands that, that maybe, you know, they have, well, like the Ramones, right? They're three chords, and they write all these gr- brilliant pop songs that could be Beach Boy songs if you slowed them down, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, I totally agree. So, um, this is a band that I learned about in about 2017 and they had an EP out and uh, the name of the band, and this is way too long, I appreciate the name of the band though. I don't know how, but they found me. is the name of the band. And they had a little hit called Choke and then that was all I heard from them. After that, and I was like, uh, you know, I liked that song, and the rest of the EP was actually pretty good, but just nothing. And then this got lost in the shuffle last year because in October they dropped their debut album, and I just found out about it like this last week. So, uh, let me give you a little heads up before you hear it. This is what this thing sounds like, okay? Like a bunch of a bunch of different influences. Like uh, it's got a little David Byrne, a little Killers, a little Cars, uh, Danny Elfman. I would say Oingo Boingo days, a little Wang Chung even, and then uh, a hint, just a hint of Queen, and then you get. I don't know how, but they found me off of the, uh, this is their new album, Taz, and this is the lead single, and it's called Leave Me Alone for all of our misanthropes out there. You, you know who you are. Big shot of That is the lead single off of I don't know how, but they found me. Uh, the album's called Taz. and um, it's just the whole album is basically like that. Now there are going to be some that do not like this, but I am a fan of something that makes me move and dance, and and but is still an organic pop album. To an extent, you know, like obviously there's synthesizers in there, but there's that really awesome, funky guitar riff that sounds like it was lifted from Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel. And it just just gets you. And And I love this album because there's tons of moments like that. There's even like the other thing that's really funny is there's like two songs in here that have like saxophone solos, which is straight out of the 80s and crazy. Um and it's just really really good. And and I'm hoping Owen will allow me to uh to get him to play the other song that I had uh on here. Oh, okay, cool. Um so there's a lot of tongue-in-cheek lyrics. Yes, some of the lyrics are cliché, but probably my favorite song, one of my favorite songs on here other than the the really kind of poppy dance stuff is um a song called Nobody Likes the Opening Band. Oh, come and see the opening band.
0: Now that you've got your tickets and beverages in hand,
1: So so the lyrics are like that pretty much throughout the entire thing. Just this tongue-in-cheek type sound, and uh, the guy can sing. Like, the guy can really sing. Um, the band is actually just two people. The main guy is a guy named Dallin Weeks he uh they're both from salt lake city dallin weeks uh used to play with panic at the disco he was the bass player and backing vocalist for panic at the disco and um i'm not a panic at the Disco guy i'm not i would have never listened to this but this this i love um let me kind of round out my review here uh Sorry, I swear I'm prepared. I just, I'm having technical dif- difficulties. Okay. Um, basically, here, here's what I'm going to say it, it's got cool lyrics, uh, really nice nods to AD pop, synth pop, and um, just catchy choruses and hooks for days. And, it, you know, uh, we play the song in the house. We all dance to it. My family does. And we, when we're like doing our chores and stuff, and it's just, it's just fun, you know? Sometimes you just need that fun, poppy album. And uh, this is it for me right now. And I just am really, really enjoying it. My wife and I have already decided if they're coming on tour, we're going to go. Like, like we're, we're in. We're totally in. And uh, that's that's what I've brought to the table today. Owen, what, what say you, sir?
0: Well... I'm just gonna say, you know, we talked a little bit of, a, a little while ago about uh, vibes. If uh, we ever get a chance to, since COVID is sl- slowly dying, uh, of you, you know, coming to the studio and recording here, you'll you'll notice my vibe in my house, and it's very zen and chill, right? It's a very chill vibe. But every time my my mom comes, she's all like, "It's just so relaxing here." And so, imagine my 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 surprise uh, when I hit that. It, it felt like it, this must be like what having a stroke sounds like <laughs> or feels like. Uh, yeah, it was it was a lot. It was a lot to unpack. I do like it, but I had to get over the shock, like the sensory shock, the totally because it's not something I'm used to to listening to. Well,
1: I was just gonna say honestly, you and I when we listen to our music, our music is, I don't want to like put us in a box, but the stuff we really like is minimalist, you know, yes. it's, yes. Th- that's, that's what it is. So to step outside of that box, <laughs> and I'm sure you felt like you got pelted with, with fastballs by Nolan Ryan. When you were listening to this, you were just like, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, Oh, totally. oh. It it must have been what like uh, Rose and Leo well Leo DiCaprio at the front of the ship going I'm the king of the world and I think that's what it felt like just a sensory <laughs> flying feeling um and I felt like all of a sudden I was in the next uh the next uh sequel to uh, Ready Player One or Ready Player Three or whatever because it go. sounds to me like something that might be on that soundtrack yeah. For sure, and I get all of your influences because uh, I definitely hear the, all those things too. It's very '80s, very synth pop, very hooky. Um, but man, it's overwhelmingly so, and I don't think that I don't say that in a judgmental or mean way, but it's definitely overwhelmingly so on all those things. It's heavy-handed, all those things. But I liked it. I would give yeah. it, and, and you know, you mentioned wanting to go see them live. I had a very similar experience the first time I saw Matt and Kim live because Matt and Kim is all about the live show and it was amazing. But I was like, what, what, what? I had problems processing what I was seeing and I bet <laughs> these guys are like that too. Yeah. So.
1: Um, I um man, I really like it. Uh, I'm, I'm prepared and I will be giving this album a 10. So what? Yeah. Yeah. Now I don't think you would agree with me on it, and that's fine. But I don't know if it's just because it's hit me at the right time in my life. I don't know what the deal is, but well, I am all that
0: matters is when albums it, hit you.
1: Yeah, and this this thing is just I think between me and my wife, we've listened to it like ten or twelve times right now. And and we're
0: talking the whole album is a ten, right? Whole thing, because even even if even if
1: there's a song, there's one song on there where I'm like, "Uh, not even, not really sure. But when I start listening to it, I'm like, no, I I like this one. (laughs) So,
0: well, I guess that's that's the first ten we've given on the show. Oh (laughs) no, yeah, yeah. So my advice to you, if you like
1: those two songs go get it. Cause I thought it was great. Uh, yes, the production is insane, but you know what? Sometimes I just really like bright and shiny things in my music. And that's, this is bright and shiny plastic pop, but it's fantastic. And, uh, yeah. I yeah, really I dig it. Dig it.
0: I, I, I don't think I would go. I don't think I would go a 10, but I don't think I would give it anything lower than a seven either. like, I haven't figured I, I would need to i need to I'm still processing my brain has still got the little the little hourglass. I'm still processing it. Oh
1: the cir- <laughs> the circle of death.
0: No I'm yeah it, or, or if you're on a Mac, it's that little color wheel that kind of turns and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, right? things are opening for sure
1: but <laughs> but um i I just you know, I really liked it it It's been fun to listen to uh and, and they're new. They're a newer band, yeah. So that that's awesome. that might that might be the other thing too is like that excitement of of finding a new young band when there just there's
0: so few of them now that kind of like uh, Morgan really, Wade when I broke her on the uh, the first episode of this here podcast.
1: For you know what? That's a great segue because I wanted to talk about that. Excellent. This this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> The first thing we played was Morgan Wade, and now, like, that was a month ago, like, what, a month and a half, two months ago? Something like that. And now everywhere, like, if I'm on the internet, I'm like, oh, look, it's Morgan Morgan Wade again? Holy smokes, like, she's everywhere now. Yeah. And I I wonder if she knows she owes a little bit of her fame to Owen Owen of the record room. Maybe so.
0: Maybe so. (laughs) That I will tell you, and, uh, and all the fans too, especially if you like that one track that I played, because at the time that was the first track, they've since released the whole album and it's phenomenal. It's in the top two or three of my 2021 releases. It's a really great album. So, um, yeah, that's, that's really cool. I think it's cool
1: that you've, uh, kind of, I'm not going to say you discovered her cause you didn't, but you know. I, I'll, I'll, nice say find- it.
0: I, I'll say it okay I mean- fine <laughs> fine all right i'll give you credit for it i don't really mean <laughs> i don't really think that but i'll, I'll sure i'll say it <laughs> no
1: <laughs> go for it i support you yep I, I just need i just need you to say it so i don't get in trouble yeah <laughs> totally <laughs> okay <laughs> all right so i guess that brings us to our top three Uh, This week's challenge, is, or this episode's challenge, is a little bit different because we decided to do Top 3 Fake Bands. Now, what exactly is a fake band? These are bands that are created for movies, TV shows, uh, some sort of, maybe like a situation where the real uh, musicians don't really want to be in the spotlight, so they get animators to create their their band so they can just write the music and be like no I'm not in the band that those guys that are animated walked into a studio and recorded it I don't know but that those are fake
0: bands so um if I may add something to that too because when I was doing my 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 thought work for this I strongly considered the monkeys because they were Originally a fake band, but they became a real band later. And that actually is why I, I personally, I held myself to a higher bar and ruled them out. Well, and and that was the issue
1: I had with the Blues Brothers. Oh, so yeah, you can't use the Blues. Like, yeah, you were and I were talking about that. And you were like, well, they, you know, they made the movie and stuff. I go, yeah. And I was talking to my wife about it. And I was like, but the problem with that. Is that all of the musicians in that band use their real names? So, like, Duck Dunn and and all those guys, they're. they're
0: Cropper, my yeah, Steve Cropper. Steve
1: Cropper and Duck Dunn, like, all those guys, they're using their real names. So, like, yeah, yeah. the only people that are fake are Jake and Elwood, but part of me is like, I don't know that that's fake either. <laughs> yeah, that's just
0: part of their psyches. Yeah. So. I get that.
1: So neither one, neither one of them made it. I'm a fan
0: of holding uh, holding ourselves to higher bars because of standards we set for things. That's fine. Yeah, that's great. That's pretty cool. So, uh, (laughs) do you want to go first? Do You want me to go first? What do you want to do? I'm happy to go first this time, man. Um, All right. One, one, I will say, and I'm going to just kind of, I'll leave this uh, up to uh, mystery, I guess. But Josh and I had uh, our top one is is uh, similar. So, actually, it's the same band. So, we decided we were just going to uh, choose two different tracks from this movie band. Um, But um, my number three is something from The Muppet Show. So, I was born in the mid-70s. I'm not going to tell you exactly how old I am, although Gen Z would call me an old. Uh, So, I mean, whatever. Whatever. Um, but I grew up watching The Muppet Show. And I totally, totally... And actually, it probably affected my sense of humor. Um, but one of my favorite things that would be a recurring thing that happened on this band actually happened twice. Um, and actually, it happened twice on the Dick Cavett Show prior to my being born and uh, prior to the, even the Muppet Show being, being around. Um, but there was this group... And it was called the Muppet Country Trio. And I always, like, went gaga when they played. So what I have for you here is a track by them. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of vamping because I have to do a couple of technological uh, uh, j- the hoops. Hoops I have to jump through to get to these things. Um, but... They have, I don't know if any of my, if any of our listeners are fans of the Grateful Dead. Um, I'm going to say it's not so much Grateful Dead, but they sound like a little like New Writers of the Purple Sage, which was an offshoot band of the Grateful Dead. And I think that's one of the reasons why I love them so much. So this song is actually, it clocks in under two minutes, but I'm going to play a little bit more of it longer just because of the clever wordplay. And I told Josh when I sent it to him yesterday, if you listen to this, you really learn everything you need to know about who Owen turned (laughs) turned out to be. So, with no further ado, here is Tomorrow by the Muppet Country Trio. I
1: started on a
0: journey just about a year ago To a little town called Morrow in the state of Ohio I've never been much of a traveler and I really didn't know That Morrow was the hardest place I'd ever try to go So I went down to the station for my ticket and applied For tips regarding Morrow not expecting to be guide Said
1: I, my friend, I'd like to go
0: tomorrow and return No later than tomorrow for I haven't time to burn
1: Now let me see if I have heard you right You'd like to go tomorrow and return tomorrow night You should have gone tomorrow, yesterday and back today For the train that goes tomorrow is a mile upon its way If you had gone tomorrow yesterday, now don't you see You could have gone tomorrow and returned today at three For the train today, tomorrow, if the schedule is right Today it gets tomorrow and returns tomorrow night Said I, I'd like to go tomorrow so can i go today and get tomorrow by tonight if there is no delay well well i said to him and i've got no more to say can you get anywhere
0: tomorrow and get back again today said i i guess you know it all but kindly let me say go ahead and fade that out now (laughs) but uh i mean yeah you you really learn everything you need to know about who owen is as a person when you listen to that um because I just, I was totally enamored by the wordplay. And I've always been uh, like a big fan of puns and things like that. Um, I was telling a friend of mine yesterday, um, we used to, I remember distinctly as a, this was when I was like in fourth grade, we were watching the Karate Kid in at school. And I used to think it was totally hilarious when Mr. Miyagi would say, don't forget to breathe. I thought that was the most ludicrous thing you could say to anybody because who would forget to breathe? Like, because then you would die. So that's just who my that's just who my uh, that's who my uh, my personality is. I guess I love listening to words and word choice and things like that. So that is my number three. What do you think, Josh? What do you think about uh, tomorrow?
1: I I thought it was funny. Um, I've got uh, I too will have a. Puppet-based entity. Oh yeah, in, you in, do. In my top three, so yeah. uh, I I'm totally right there with you. It, <laughs> it's cool. No, I mean that that's pretty fun. I, it also reminds me of the show A Mighty Wind because oh, it has yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. So It has good. that whole
0: thing to it. But yeah, it, which actually is a brilliant segue to my number two. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. My number two is from another Christopher Guest movie. Uh, by the name of Spinal Tap, and Spinal Tap has got to be one of my all-time favorite fake bands, and it's a brilliant movie. Uh, so much so that I still quote it in work and uh, at work, and no one knows what I'm saying. So, uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and play. Uh, well, I'm not even gonna let you know what I'm gonna play. I'm just gonna roll it, and then so you can appreciate the greatness here.
1: I forgot the, just the sheer, like, it's, it's just uh, ridiculous.
0: It's, it's totally just, ridiculous. And it's still funny. It's still funny. <laughs> it's because it's, we have the sense of humor of, like, five-year-olds or 13-year-olds.
1: Is, the, is this the song where they're all playing bass?
0: Yes, yes, yeah, okay. lead bass. I remember this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah that that's uh that's a joy of a track that one <laughs>
0: so good
1: <laughs> so i, I love this is Final tap um great i always thought that was a really funny movie and uh the thing i like the best about it that i can always tell is um one of my favorite bands watched it and they didn't laugh the entire movie because they were like no that's that's real like (laughs) they're like no we've been we've we've gotten lost on the way to our stage before there's nothing there's nothing funny about that (laughs) so it's just it's just funny that that a movie like that can make fun of something that is supposed to be cool but in reality it's just kind of silly i guess (laughs)
0: Well, that's what makes it hilarious. Is yeah, it's so silly.
1: It really is pretty funny.
0: The little tiny Stonehenge that comes down from. The- yeah. And they're
1: secret. They're like, the, we we had ordered a bigger Stonehenge.
0: Yeah. They were <laughs> well, all real frustrated.
1: They, they they drew it. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> but they they demarcated it as like, like inches not feet. Inches, not feet. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And I mean, who can forget? Uh, this was my first exposure to the great Fran Drescher. Fran Drescher was in this movie as well, That's and right. her annoying laugh.
1: Yes, and I still <laughs> like the uh, I still like the review of one of their albums. But I, this is a family show, and I'm not gonna say it. Ah, guy, okay. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I
0: do love it when they're talking about the blackness of their cover. Uh, oh in, yeah. Someone might might ask, "How much more black can you get?" And the answer is none. None yeah. more black.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's funny.
0: Which brings me to my top one, Josh and I. This is one of our. Uh, this is one of the the things that we commiserate with. Uh, not even misery. It's uh, that we bond over. It's like this is one of our very favorite movies, and uh, it's the great movie uh, that thing you do by which you by america's treasure tom hanks and you
1: can stream it on hulu starting yesterday or friday so it's there if you want to go watch it you should because man is it cool
0: it's 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 just it's probably the regular release though not like the the super long okay the extended version
1: it's just the two-hour version but it's still good man still Still, wonderful still still hits all the uh still hits all the main things yeah
0: Faye is is still my all-time numero uno crush like she is just she's an amazing amazing crush
1: well and then it's the first time we ever see Charlize theron in anything oh yeah yeah and then she's super annoying though yeah well no but that's that's the role um yeah. you know that's the role <laughs> she had to play I, uh, I I loved Tom Cruise's character in it um I loved all the personalities of the band because I as I've been in several, and I can tell you that they're not far off. Like right. totally. You know, those guys exist.
0: <laughs> well, I, I love it when Shades gets to meet his musical idol, uh, Del Paxton, and he totally, like, totally freaks out. And that would be totally what I would be like if I ever met Neil Young well, or Dave Grohl.
1: And you know what? That, that's what I was saying the other day. I was like, man, that's really good acting. Because yeah. that's like that's like me if Bono walks in the room, and I'm like, it's Bono.
0: <laughs> you I'm young yeah I
1: you want to play let's play you know? <laughs> I so i peed a little bit <laughs> well there's even so, that there's even that part where he's like willie walker can he play with us too Can he play with us too <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: it's great man yeah. so tell us about your track so my track is my favorite track from The Wonders, which is the fake band in the movie. Um, I do love That Thing You Do, but my favorite track was one that they sort of played while they were going on working their way through the state fair circuits, uh, and it's called uh, Dance With Me Tonight. Here we go. Come on, pretty baby. put your little on the dance I just totally love, I love the, the, the clappable nature. I love the baseline in that groove. Um, I just, I love it all. And I love the little, the, the hi-hat, the hi-hat. It's just so good. So very good. I,
1: I almost picked that one, but I, I didn't. And well, I'll tell you why when
0: I get to, to mine. Excellent. So those are, those are my top threes. All right. I will turn it back over to you, kind sir. Yay,
1: I like to be that guy who is kind. Um so my top 3 fake bands takes us to number 3, which takes us actually to a uh, Intergalactic Cantina in the year 1977.
0: I when, believe that's a far. I think I've been to that canteen. It's far, far away, right? It's yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Long it was time a long ago. Long time ago when I was there, though.
1: Indeed, indeed. Well, I wasn't born yet, but let me tell you something. When I got old enough to understand what Star Wars was, um, I was, I was all in. I was all in. Um, uh, I, you know. By the time I was old enough to like it, the toys were a little bit harder to find. So every Saturday morning, my mom and dad would throw me in the car and we would go to garage sales and get like secondhand Millennium Falcon's and uh, the figures and all, like I had everything. I had all of that stuff just because we hunted for it. But I'm, I'm burying the lead. So here we go. <laughs> Here's the lead. Um, when you walked into the cantina for that seminal scene, Uh, There was a band, and the name of the band was Figrin Dan and the Modal Nodes, and they were playing a little track, and that track was called Mad About Me, and that's number three on the fake bands list. And here's what gets me about that track. You would think, you know, was that like a jazz quartet or something? No. That's the genius of John Williams again. Like John Williams. Like I swear, oh, and one day we're going to do an entire episode just on John Williams. Oh yeah, totally. And, I'm down. And how, Let's do. How it. freaking amazing that man is. Um, but it it's just incredible. I can't I can't imagine George Lucas. Oh, I mean, I can't imagine that conversation of, yeah, can you make like a, I don't know, intergalactic jazz band or something? <laughs> and John Williams probably like, I,
0: uh, I guess, maybe. Let me try. <laughs> and so, and, and, and John, you have to realize that this isn't a cantina that's in a wretched hive of scum and villainy. Just keep that yeah. in mind.
1: Yeah, somehow make it sound like it's okay. Like, the scum and the villainy would be cool with it.
0: <laughs> somehow, Bef- but that's my new, number three. Before you move on, I, I found this note while I was putting together the. playlist. I found this song I, uh, as I was putting together the playlist, and this is an unscheduled stop here. But hey, uh, this is uh, someone put together a playlist for the new Star Wars thing that's at Disney World. And so I just wanted to play a little bit of this track. This is actually, it's Dan and Dan in the Modal Nodes as well, but this track is called Modal Nodes. I'll just play a second of it.
1: I'm so happy. I'm so happy they're still doing their thing. <laughs> they they feel like they should be on Daptone Records. <laughs> totally, they
0: really do. They've got that that feel to them. Uh, all, that all right to me, the one that I just played, it feels like if Figur Dan and the Modal Nodes made the soundtrack for the Muppet Movie or the Muppet Show.
1: <laughs> ah, and it here
0: you are.
1: And here you are giving me great segues now. So <laughs> exactly. That leads me into uh,
0: mine. Did you have anything you wanted to add about my number three? Oh no, just just amazing. Uh, if you have not seen, uh, it, dear dear listeners, if you have not seen like the YouTube video where Ben folds tries out for figuring Dan in the modal nodes, and he's like a stormtrooper, <laughs> <laughs> and he does this whole song about. Hitting you with his Master Blaster, baby. It's just <laughs> so good. That's all I that, wanted to add.
1: That That's true. That's true.
0: <laughs> I mean, Star Wars and music, th- there's
1: so much out there. There's seagulls, stop it now. There's like, there's so much craziness. It's it's really fun. All right. So while Owen is older than me to have watched The Muppet Show, which was off by the time i had hit the planet i think i was old enough to get to see the muppet movie which i can't remember when that was released but i know i, I think it was in the 80s right the first one yeah
0: i want to say it was early maybe it was 80 i don't remember Oh, okay so then the year
1: i was born Yeah. but eventually i got around to it um it's a great soundtrack there are really fun songs On that entire thing. But my favorite thing. Is. The band created by Jim Henson. Known as Dr. Teeth. And the Electric Mayhem. Now how much do I like this band? For a while. I had a t-shirt that said. The Electric Mayhem Tour. And the year on it. And like all the cities that they stopped. And I just was like. Man if that was legit real. I would have gone. Um, But also. If you look it up, you can find a Bonnaroo performance of Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem, where they do covers, and of course they do this next track, which is my favorite. It's called "Candy Picture That."
0: Can you picture that? Can you picture that? Oh, yeah!
1: Hey, Floyd, take a verse. Let me take your picture, add it to the mixture. There it is, I got you now. Really nothing to it, anyone can do it. It's easy and we all know how. Now begins a-changing, mental rearranging. Nothing's really where it's at. I can't get enough Doctor Teeth. That's I really had to what.
0: Mix in Floyd, because Floyd was always my favorite. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, but I just love how excited Doctor Teeth is on this song. Oh yeah, woo! <laughs> but but the rest of the band is great. You know Pepper Floyd. I forget what the saxophone player's name is. Um, and of course the Zoot. Incom- was it yeah, Zoot? Zoot? Yeah, and then the incomparable Animal.
0: Yeah, like, did you mention Janice? Don't forget Janice. No,
1: you can't forget Janice. Janice is, is great. Like, that, that is just a really phenomenal band, a uh, fake band. Like, they really thought about it. And I love, like, Pepper Floyd is his name. They're like, let's mix our two favorite bands somehow. It's the Beatles and Pink Floyd. No, let's do Sgt. Pepper. Better. no <laughs> Pepper Floyd. <laughs> but it, it's uh that that's a good one which brings us to number one <laughs> the, which brings us back to one
0: or the wonders the, the Eaters. is this the, the oneaters the, Josh?
1: The, yes the Eaters. <laughs> or no we're dropping the O and E. we're dropping that But,
0: but it's the band <laughs> that's playing here tonight the Eaters.
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> right yeah that's the one like I wonder what happened to the Eaters. That's right. So, um, you know, he played he played a uh, dance with me, right? That's the name of it. Yes, dance with me tonight. Dance with me tonight. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and pick the the single, uh, that thing
0: you do. But here's why that thing it, you do that keeps racing that thing that keeps racing up the charts.
1: Doing that thing they do. Look out, Wisconsin. <laughs> it's the wonders um so the if you don't know the story then it makes the song even better obviously last year we lost uh adam slice slicinger of fountains of wayne um just just really great if you ever get a chance to sit down and go through that guys like catalog the songs he wrote it's it's a big loss plus like the Broadway stuff he did. He did some work for my ex-girlfriend, my crazy, crazy ex-girlfriend. ex-girlfriend is so good. And and um he just he's just good. He knows his craft. He knows Power Pop. Um so what happened was they got word, he got word that there was a movie that needed a a hit song for a, a one-hit wonder band for the 60s. And it wasn't even like a big to-do thing. He said, Okay, let's just do it. So he sat down, started writing it with a couple people, got it done, finished it, sent it off, and never thought about it again. He said in an interview, he said that if you think about it too much, then you start like freaking out about it. And really, things are just going to happen in the music business, and you can't really do anything about it. Like, you know that band's going to get big. That band isn't, even though that band may be uber talented. There's it's the same way with the song. There's just no explanation as to why it can get big or why it gets chosen or whatever. And so just out of nowhere, he gets a phone call and they're like, Hey, we're going to use your song for the movie. In fact, that song is going to be the title track, the title of the movie. And he's like, wow. (laughs) So here is that thing you do. I mean that that song has all the tropes of a hit from the '60s, especially the early '60s. That whole Brit pop invasion sound.
0: It's swinging, man. It's it, swinging.
1: It's, it's swinging. Oh, do you mean Uncle Bob?
0: Yeah. When are <laughs> we getting our records, Uncle Bob? <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> In your patience reside ye your souls. <laughs> yeah. What's that? What's that mean? When, when, when are we
1: getting our records? When are we getting our records?
0: <laughs> that's
1: a really great cameo, by the way. Yeah. Chris Isaac. What, yes. a, what a great cameo. But that's um, that's my top three, man. Uh, it's, it's, top threes are getting kind of hard now. We're going to have to start getting really granular with them, I feel like. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. I'm but, I'm up for the challenge. Yeah, me too. So
1: I'll put this out there to our listeners. If anybody... Has a top three you want to see us tackle? Please don't be afraid to like leave uh, a comment on Podbean or whatever, wherever it is. We'll find it. Um, let us know what you want to hear, or if you know me or you know Owen and you're like, why don't you guys do this? I want to know what you think about this, and we'll do it. Because if you don't, we'll come up with something crazy, and you'll be like, I didn't, I would have never even cared about that, but but now I'm slightly interested in this. So just. Just be prepared. Be prepared. And
0: it can't be off the, now that's what I call dad rock soundtrack.
1: No, that's, that's I'm
0: ridiculous. looking at you, Matt.
1: Yeah. Let him know. Let him know. Um, so, uh, that is going to do it. I think for the record room, I think next week we've got a uh, interesting show lining up. I know we're going to check out the Tina Turner doc- documentary. Um, we're going to do a little comparison of, uh, Taylor Swift's re-recording of things. Oh, so good. I'm Is it good? That. All right, cool. And then uh yeah, you know, the usual, the latest listen, the top 3 and as always some witty banter from one of us. Uh <laughs> yeah, depending on your on your perspective. It depends on the day, really. Yeah, exactly. It really does.
0: Or your, but, your comedy preferences. I mean, sometimes I may think I'm really witty, and you just think I'm, someone may think I'm dumb. So, whatever.
1: Generally, I think I'm funny most of the time, even when I'm not. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me too. <laughs> there's that. But anyways, thanks for coming to the Record Room. We will
0: see you guys next time. Bye. I'm gonna call an audible at the line of scrimmage and I'm gonna take us out with a little new Neil Young live track that just got us that just got released. Oh, do it, do it. Here we go. See you guys. Cousin Jen